This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. I tell the students that employment exam is like an investment, you know, like you got to put effort into it. You put a lot of money into it. When I took my NCLEX, this is a long time ago. This was 2008. It's so funny to say that I've already passed my 13 years ago. Uh, um, It's so funny. But yeah, when I took my NCLEX and I sat on the screen and everybody would feel this, all my students are taking the exam and they said, I was so anxious during the exam. I was like, everybody went through there. Everybody had to sit on that exam. I sat in my exam and the first thing that came to my mind, and I actually saw my mom on the screen and she said, okay, we spent $500 for this exam. We gotta pass this, no other option. No pressure. No pressure at all, we cannot feel. But she didn't tell me that. My mom is very supportive, but that's what's going on through my mind. Yeah, like I cannot feel this exam. It's a $500 exam for someone who is not that well off and my mom had to really work hard for that money to put me to NCLEX. I mean, for nursing school and then NCLEX. Um, I cannot fail that exam. I really cannot. So yeah. I was like, I got to focus. I cannot afford to pay another $500. And that was 2008. Um, but yeah, it is It is an investment. You you got to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a great analogy. This is an investment. If you have not yet passed your NCLEX, pay attention to what the expert panel are saying. <laughs> it's really important to educate yourself so that you know what you're up against and you can invest wisely. Right. Um, please share some tips for choosing review materials and a review center. Also, the average duration for intensive review. So. I think, yeah, first, first of all, you know, choosing a review material review program, um, you have to do a self-assessment first. You know, uh, people will say, yeah, this is the best resource. You know, this, do this and do that. What I always say, even to my students, you know, in the first session for our NCAX class is do a self-assessment. What works for you? You know, when is the best time for you to study? Um, uh, do you think you need more content versus do you need more practice questions because if you feel like you have to catch up on a lot of nursing content then you have to use materials that are you know more uh, um, heavy on content and then do the practice questions on the later part of your of your review okay so it, it all depends on on on, on your needs but so say you know i think i'm very i'm pretty confident with, with what i know i just want to do practice questions, then I would suggest then get those books that are really more into um, uh, practice questions. These are reviewers that are pure Q&A, questions and answers. Um, for, for review centers, I would like to say this. I know there are like different review centers left and right, um, but go for a review center that really knows by heart what's going on in the U.S. nursing practice because, you know, they will be teaching you about what is going on in uh, the U.S. nursing practice. A lot of things... A lot of those reviewers can, you know, uh, talk things about disease processes based on what's in the book, but, you know, what is really going on in here. So you have to do your research into who is teaching it. I mean, because um, it, 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 it has to, uh, it, it, will, it will matter. Um, in terms of how long would it be, again, um, based on studies, uh, my, my research showing that if you study within three to six months, okay, 
within three to six months, you have a higher chances of passing compared to those uh, under three or, or more than six months. So that can be a, a, a good uh, variable to consider when you, when you prepare. And um, I, I just remember one important thing, Tanya and Paul, if I can just mention, it, it's piggybacking on what Paul mentioned earlier, that what questions do you ask your, your reviewees if they, if they study? I think one important thing is that, again, this has not been in the literature, but it's coming out in my article, um, is how many times have you passed your Philippine nursing licensure exam? Because the data from my study says that if you just, if you pass the Philippine nursing licensure in one take, you have a higher chance of passing the LCLAX. Hmm. So that is like a, the first data that will point out to the influence of a national licensure and its predictor, I mean, correlation to passing that class. So Interesting. Oh, that's a very interesting tip that you just shared with us. And, and that actually, sorry, did you have something to add, Paul? Oh, so that actually takes me to an, my next question. Can you suggest the best reviewer for NCLEX? So this kind of, so I, I know we've spoken about choosing a reviewer, but what advice would you give to a nurse that has failed or maybe even failed more than once? Um, if I'm to answer that, um, here's the thing. So I have, I have students who've failed in the past enrolling in my program. First thing I ask, where's your candidate report? Send it to me. And then I analyze it. You know why? Because that will tell me what's your weakness. Now, if it, if eight, um, so there's eight categories. If all of them or most of them tell me it's near passing standard, we got or near passing standard or below passing standard, we got a lot of work to do. You got to start with concepts building or foundation, right? But if it tells me that you know half of them are above passing standard and the rest are near passing standard, then maybe let's just focus on question drills. So if you are a retaker. Show me your candidate report and I can help you analyze what's going on. But you can also analyze it yourself. You don't have to ask me, right? If it says near or below passing standard, you got to build your concepts in there. If it says management of care, the NCLEX test plan is made available for free online by NCSBN. It tells you everything about management of care, ethical, legal, delegation, prioritization of skills, you know, um, HIPAA violations, Good Samaritan law, et cetera, et cetera. If it says your score is low in pharmacological um, parenteral therapies and you're below passing standards, well, that's all the drugs. That's also including parenteral therapies, TPN, CVP management, PIC lines, et cetera, et cetera. So all the information is available online. So if you cannot diagnose yourself, get someone who can read it for you and interpret it for you. It's like consulting a doctor, right? You can go to the lab and get your labs and then all it gives you are numbers. What is this, all right? Go get someone who can understand it for you if you can. So something like that. But yes, it's doable. I have students who've taken five times in the past and, uh, um, when they did it with me, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I can make everyone pass. Again, it's a partnership. I told my students, I do my part, you do your part. But that student focused on the sixth time. I said, we're not going to rush this thing. We're going to build your foundation. And then we're going to do your question drills towards the last part. That for me is one effective strategy. Okay. Okay. So again, the good news is there's hope. 
It doesn't matter if you have failed or if you failed many times. Don't give up. Now is the window of opportunity for you to, to take the NCLEX exam. Dr. James, is there anything you wanted to add for somebody who has failed uh, once or more than once? Well, uh, I have a basic formula that I always share with my students, you know, like how, how to be an effective test taker. And this is not only applicable for those who fail, but also if you're a first time uh, passer is, you know, you have to be, of course, number one, very important thing is you have to have a solid foundation of your nursing content. Mm -hmm. Know your material. And number two is, you know, you have to be a good test taker. Um, you have to know your test taking strategies. So um, you may know all the, those concepts, but, you know, you get rattled if you take the exam. So it, more, it may be a, a test taking issue. So right. other, other students may... Um, they're average in terms of their academics, uh, but they are good test taker. They have learned the skills. Um, then they can they can pass. So in this combination of what you know and how to take the test, and you know review review providers will 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 train you on that. And I would like to also emphasize that when you do your practice questions, of course you want to identify your strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know there's there's a tendency for students to study the topics that they love. And they try not to study those that they don't like. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't like OB, so I, I will not study my menstrual cycle topics and all that, mm -hmm. you know. But focus on your weakness. This mm -hmm. is an opportunity for an, uh, focusing on your weakness would be a very good um, advice. Um, and whenever you are answering questions, pay attention to this. Make sure that you get at least 65% correct regardless mm -hmm. of how many items, because research shows that if you are consistent with 65% and above, then you are most likely going to pass the NCLEX. So if you're, in other words, if you are taking 10 questions, you just can take 10 questions per day. You should be able to answer correctly six to seven. If you are answering 50 questions per day, get that 65% mark, it's about 35, you know, 30 to 35, um, 33 correct answers. So look at your batting average. Don't just answer and answer and answer. Um, of course, it's important, but okay, pause. I want to compute. What is my average within this X number of questions? Hit that right. mark, 65%. Don't right. stress yourself out with a 90% or, or 80%. Nobody's going to take get, get that score. But, you know, 65% right. will build that, that confidence that you are. Right. And that can be a good mark for you to say that, okay, Am I ready? And you have to, to keep track of your performance. If you've been, you know, in diagnostic test, Paul said if you were 30% on day one, then <laughs> only work on that day by day, right. you know? And when you're consistently in a plateau of 65% of and higher, then go for it because you will make oh. it and collapse. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Also, I have another good test taking strategy. I mean, reviewing strategy for those who failed. Um, if you failed and uh, you've identified the topics that you are weak at, when you create your study plan, I always tell my students to create a study plan. I'm taking my NP boards too, and I have study plan every day. So right now I'm very close to my NP boards. I'm taking quizzes every day, just like what you guys are doing for NPOX, right? Um, 
um, study your weaknesses first. You know, I, I have a student that failed the NCLEX and she sent me the candidate report and she um, the report says um, she's above passing standards for health promotion, and which is OB and pediatrics and um, psychiatric. And then she failed and then she started reviewing again. And I said, what are you re reviewing right now? She said, psychiatric. You know, the tendency for a student is to review whatever they, they like. Their favorite subject, which they always get consistent high grades, is what they always review and then spend less time to their weaknesses. Reverse the process. You failed because there's a reason, right? You did not focus on things that need to be focused. Reverse it. If your pharmacology is the lowest, start with pharmacology, all right? You graduated nursing already. You don't have to start with fundamentals before you go to pharmacology. That's only when you're studying nursing. That's structured education. But now let's reverse it. Do pharmacology or do medical surgical nursing and then pharmacology. And then your favorites, don't spend one week reviewing your favorite topics because I would tell you right now, I can give you a quiz on that and you will still pass it because that's your favorite. That's called bias. So reverse the process. So there's a lot of stuff. That's and good... you, you develop these strategies that you tell students if you've been teaching them for a long time. And fun, it's funny because 65 to 70% is also my threshold for my students, which validate, which is being validated now because of the research of Dr. James. So it, there's, a, there's a good, you know, um, correlation to that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. So some really good pointers, advice, and tips coming from the panel. Um, and it sounds to me like the feedback that I'm getting from both Dr. James and from Sir Paul is that you have to have a strategy because that's where I think a lot of that test-taking anxiety comes from is just not feeling confident. Would you agree with that to the I panel? Agree. Yeah, um, test testing strategy can, can you know make or break. Um, you might be sure. smart as a student, but you don't know how to take a test. And um, in our nursing program here at the university, you know, we um, I handled this NCLEX class. Uh, it's a one-man team, and uh, part of uh, I spent one session on, on teaching them strategies. You know, these are the the bullets on how to be a good test taker, and they will tell me like. Hey, why didn't you teach this to us? You know, when we were starting nursing school, why on the on the last semester? Because you know, this is your NCLEX time. You know, and uh, when they pass the NCLEX, and I asked them, so yeah, test taking strategies really will help. It's, even if you don't right. know the the concept, if you know how to <laughs> take questions, you can mm -hmm. you, know, you have a higher chance of really getting that correct answer. And um, if I may, if you're looking for resources, I know you have books. You have those NCLEX books. And sometimes we look at the table of contents. We want to jump into, you know, pharmacology or med search or site. Right, right. Read the first two chapters because those introductory chapters, it tells you a lot about how to take a test. There are specific pointers. Use mm -hmm. them. Right. Um, I know we don't usually pay attention to those. It's boring. You know, I don't, I'm not learning anything. But that is where the test taking strategies are in the first few chapters of any NCLEX book. Right, Paul? Right. I, that, that's true. A lot of NCLEX books and review programs would always start with introduction, but tell you what, I guess a majority of students would skip the introduction. They want to go straight to the middle of the, of the thing. But there's a lot of things that you can learn. There's a reason why we do orientation or in the class with the course objectives and stuff like that. We want you to, you know, focus. And I want to also um, say this thing. Um, exams are created um, because we use it, educators, to validate learning. And Sir James is right. You can be book smart 
and I can be lecturing and you're answering all my surefire questions. You know what I mean? Like you can be the best one in recitation and you're good with recall. But NCLEX does not test recall. Because if it's a recall question, that would be an easy question. If it asks you what sound do you hear in the lower lobes of the lungs, I would say that's an easy question. That's a recall question. That's not an analysis. That's not an application question. But test-taking strategy is, I would say, underrated. Not a lot of students appreciate it, but it can really make or break you. So here's the thing what I always tell them. Suppose you have six months of preparation for the review, and it's one of my slides, but we don't have time to show that, right? Um, you spend three months understanding concepts. You spend the last three months answering questions of 50 to 100 a day, four to five times a week. It's mental training. All right, it's, it's teaching your neurons to create memory pathway of how to answer the question, how to understand the STEM question, how to do your test taking skills, elimination, you know, focusing on the positives or the negative answers, et cetera, et cetera. It also helps you gauge what you're missing, what you need to read on. So test taking is very, very, very important. Wow. Okay. So some amazing tips and pointers there. And it sounds like, I mean, obviously, if you are able to afford doing a review course, and there are some phenomenal courses, as both uh, Paul and James know and, and advocate that are available for you. But if you are not able to afford that, in as Paul said, invest in yourself. So please listen to the advice of the panel of how, if you are going to do self-review of how to go about that in a structured and very strategic way. If you don't have money to review, only two things that I would tell you. Get a Saunders book. When I took my NCLEX, I didn't have money for review centers. Like I said, we're not well off and my mom only have a few money left to pay for my NCLEX. Do the Saunders. When, in 2008, I reviewed the book three times from front to cover, uh, from cover to cover, from back to front, front to back, three times until I can master it. And the other one, and there's question banks in there as well. I think one or thousand, two thousand questions. The other one is the La Charity prioritization and delegation. So that's my secret. If you can't afford a review program, those two things will really, really help you pass the exam. And um, one of the questions I ask um, my, my respondents in my research is that what kind of review preparation did you have? And uh, there's a correlation to the uh, method of uh, preparation and their passing. It turned out that those who were in a review center had a higher chance of passing. It's significantly correlated to passing. But again, it's not saying that if you have self-review, you will not make it. No, it's it's more of a higher chance of passing. Because let's face it, you know, if you are in a structured review program, they can guide you. You know, if you are self-review, but I know a lot of people have have studied, you know, using self-review. Just imagine those times before the internet. You know, I took my mind in 2002. No internet, you know, no resources. <laughs> I just have my book. And well, like Paul said, you just have to, to, to uh, test review. yourself like a million times. Right. Right. Your brain will will uh, get those, those wrong answers. So uh, it has, it, it boils down to, what is your situation? What is your work situation? What are your resources? Um, make the most out of it. Uh, do a self-assessment. Um, uh, so uh, I, I just thought it was kind of interesting to mention because if you need help, I mean, because what studies have shown also is that if you didn't make the NCLEX the first time, 
there is a lesser chance of passing on the second time. Uh huh. It gets tougher because yeah. all the questions that you already had the first time will be taken out from your pool, and you will be given more like new questions, something like that. You will not be given the same question if you already uh, failed the first time. So those questions that came out will probably be different the next time. So it gets tougher because the pool becomes smaller and you get the questions that shouldn't be coming out. The hard questions. The hard questions. <laughs> like the, the oh. out of the world questions, what I say. Okay, well, I thank the panel, Dr. James and Sir Paul, so much for your time. Um, I really think that the input, the insight, the information that you've shared today is invaluable for any nurse that is looking to take the NCLEX. As I said at the beginning of the session, there is a window of opportunity right now, not just because the difficulty of the NCLEX is going to increase in 2023, but also because the visa bulletin is current right now, which means right. the timing to apply for a green card is the best that it's ever been. Um, right now. Um, and also because the demand in the US is higher than I, I think anybody has ever seen it in, in right. ever. I mean, I, just, I was going to so say many years. Yeah. We're so short staffed. So yeah. please come here because we need help. Exactly. I'm, so now is the from time. The, from the nurses working <laughs> on the floor, I would tell you right now, every hospital that I've worked at, and that's like four in the last year as a travel nurse, short staff everywhere from ER to the floor. It's crazy, unbelievable. ICU nurses are here in Texas are doing three patients instead of two. So please come over here. We need your help. <laughs> <laughs> and nurses are growing older. We need we need fresh young blood in here. Exactly. <laughs> Look at Paul running his hands. Come <laughs> over. <laughs> and there's so much opportunity. I, I yeah. love it here. I didn't regret coming over here. There's so much opportunity. You want to teach, you want to be clinical nursing, you want to be um, like one what mom jean is doing she's still a nurse but she's working in the office and making good money there's a lot of opportunities for nurses what things that were deprived to us um when when we were in the philippines you know um there's so much um opportunities to make money from but start in the hospital it will open doors for you exactly it might just be a, sp a stepping stone um mm -hmm. and i think the two of you are just like are just so inspirational the careers that you both have, um, that you have both had in the US is so inspirational for so many people to see what's possible when you come to America. The American dream is very much alive and well. Right. <laughs> and um, we, as Paul said, we need you. If you are interested in coming to the US, now is the time. If you have not yet passed the NCLEX, please address this. This is, there is a window of opportunity right now. So I want to finish off and thank the expert panel. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.